Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. Hey everyone, I want to share with you an encouraging word from God's Word. It comes from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. This is God's Word. This past week, I had some time to relax with my two boys and watch a movie. My nearly three-year-old said he wanted to watch the 1994 vision version of The Lion King, so we did. There's one scene that especially got me as I sat there with my two sons. Check it out. That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember who you are. No, please, don't leave me. Father. One of the most powerful storylines throughout The Lion King is young Simba's relationship with his father, Mufasa. It's a father and a son and the king and the prince who just can't wait to be king. 
Their relationship is what makes the scene of Mufasa reminding Simba to remember who you are so powerful. And it's their special relationship that also makes the stampede scene earlier in the film in which the father, Mufasa, dies so hard to watch. Simba and Mufasa's relationship and the heart-rendering way that they're torn apart, well, it's why Simba physically and emotionally distances himself from his own tribe, a community that cares. And because of Simba's self-isolation, ultimately, Simba forgets who he is. Because Simba is distanced, cut off from his tribe, his community, he forgets who he is. Sure, he remembers his name and he remembers he's a lion, but really, who he was deep down, that, that was forgotten. You see, isolation had a profound effect on him. And you're lion. You and I are lying to ourselves if we think that all this isolation does not affect us. What does isolation and social distancing do to you? Because make no mistake about it, it will have an effect on you if it hasn't already. Maybe it's causing your anxiety to reach an all-time high. Maybe things you never really used to worry about are now consuming all your thoughts. How do I get my groceries? How do I go to my doctor's appointment or even my hair appointment? What about the trip I had planned? What about my retirement's plans? Maybe this isolation is, is calling the small stressors in your marriage or your dating life or your family life, well, to pull tighter and stress you out more. Is the isolation making work difficult or maybe making work impossible and now finances are starting to become a real serious burden? How is isolation and social distancing affecting you? Let me use another lion illustration, if I may. It's a picture that the Bible uses. Out of love, our God in 1 Peter 5, you know, he gives us a warning. He says, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You see, the devil, like any other predatory creature in the world, wants to isolate and separate and distance individuals from the pack all so he can attack them and kill them. The devil, like every other predatory creature, he knows that he can't easily harm you when you're surrounded by a community of people who love you and support you and care for you. So he wants you to get away from all of that. And he tries. What is isolation and social distancing doing to you? Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. What the devil would love is for you in this season of your life to distance yourself from your people so that you get by yourself and forget who you are. Well, thankfully, what worked for Simba works for you and me too. What I mean is this. Thankfully, what works is a message from your father and mine. A simple message. A message to remember who you are. Do you want to know who you are? Well, just listen to your father's voice from Ephesians 3. The father is he from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. 
Who are you? You are someone who, by the waters of your baptism, is now a part of a family. And your family is that of the King of Kings, who knows you as his own. He knows you down to the little lines on the palm of your hands, and now holds you in the palm of his hand. Who are you? You are a part of that family. Remember who you are. The prayer in Ephesians 3 verse 16 is that out of your Father's glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Who are you? You're someone who is strong. And you're not, you're not strong enough to go through life on your own. And yet, you're stronger than anything in life because your spiritual muscles are being strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to know who you are? You are strong. Remember who you are. And there's more. The prayer in verse 17 is that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And he does. Through this message right now, he is. Who are you? Please don't answer that question by by looking inside yourself. Answer that question by looking to your Savior to his cross and his empty tomb. Look at him who is the God of love and him who is found in Scripture and through the words of Scripture is now taking his seat on the throne of your heart, giving you his forgiveness, guarding you with his peace. Who are you? Look, you have Christ in you. Remember who you are. Ephesians ends its beautiful prayer by saying this, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Who are you? You are loved, and not a little bit. Did you hear that? You are rooted in love. You are established in love. And let me tell you a thing about this love because it is hard to grasp just how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. It is a love that surpasses knowledge. Who are you? You are loved. You are loved with the love of Christ. Remember who you are. Yeah, hearing the voice of James Earl Jones as the voice of Mufasa say, remember who you are, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty powerful. But it's not as powerful or as cool or as special as hearing your father, God, your father, say to you, remember who you are. You are a part of my family through the waters of your baptism. You are strong through my spirit who works in you through this word. You're someone who has Christ in you. And you, my friend, are rooted and established in love. Remember who you are. And before we go, I need you to do me a quick favor, okay? But it's not for me. (laughs) You ready for this? What I need you to do is be Rafiki the baboon. I need you to do that for someone. Now hear me out. What I'm saying is I need you today to go remind someone who has forgotten who they are, just who they are. You know, it was with some Disney magic that old Rafiki had Simba look again in his reflection in the water to remind him who he was. For us, it's much simpler than that. It's sharing the Word of God in your own words, 
It's giving someone the encouraging word that they are loved by you and they are loved with the love of Christ. There are hundreds and thousands of ways that you can do that, but it could be as simple as texting or sharing this video with them. And yet, I promise you this, telling someone who they are could save a life. I promise it will restore more than the pride lands of the fantastical world of the Lion King. It will restore someone's heart. Telling someone who they are, that they are loved, oh, with the endless love of Christ, it will put the rightful king back on the throne of their hearts. Loving someone enough to say to them, remember who you are. It will bring them back. It will bring them back from the loneliness of isolation and separation. And what it will do is return people to the circle of life among people who love them and forgive them with the type of love that surpasses our human understanding. That's what you could do. So let me end this message uh, the same way that Ephesians 3 ends the beautiful prayer we read before. This is Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.